So I thought for the end of season one of More Than a Fallback, we would look at some of the themes that we've explored over the last several weeks, some of the surprising responses to questions, and also a look at where I've been and where I'm going. So first, I wanted to talk about what are some of the most surprising superpowers that we've seen? Olga Mack said that her superpower is seeing fun in everything. Marie Roker Jones said that her superpower is finding resources for people and making sure they're aware of them. Now, Jordan surprised me as well because he aligned his superpower with his business. And he said it's finding people who are overlooked in the marketplace and who may be at the fringes, but who are incredibly talented and who punch way above their perceived weight. And he bakes that superpower into his business, which functions as a fully remote company and relies on people from all over the world. Charlie O'Donnell had two superpowers. He said that he's really good at figuring out quickly whether someone he's talking to knows what they're doing when he doesn't know anything about the topic at hand. And in retrospect, that's a superpower that seems pretty clear for a venture capitalist because his job as a venture capitalist is to meet with people who have founded companies and figure out whether what they're putting out is going to be successful or not. But Charlie's more surprising superpower is how he's able to juggle a lot of things at once and somehow avoid falling down when other people would more likely fall on their face. So two people said what their superpower is not. Olga, who is someone who actually coined the term superpower as it relates to getting on boards and who was the catalyst for the presentation where I thought about superpowers that was presented by my first guest, Sarah Feingold, Olga surprised me. She didn't have a quick answer to the superpower question. She first said, I can tell you what I'm not. I'm not clairvoyant. I don't see through walls. Olga, who is really humble, didn't have a quick answer to this. She said, you should go ask my community and they'll tell you what my superpower is. Charlie O'Donnell, the venture capitalist, said that he knew his superpower was not singing in a musical and that a lot of his abilities were honed over time and that unlike other people who learned early on what they were good at and what they loved doing, Charlie took a while to explore a lot of different things. Next, I want to talk about how our guests discovered their superpowers. The theme that ran through most of the interviews is when someone else held up a mirror to that person and helped them see their superpower. The clearest example of this is for Kelly Hoey, who's an author and a speaker on networking and a researcher now on networking and what goes into building a network in an authentic way. But before that, she was a lawyer and she worked in law firms in various capacities. And it was there that someone said to her, you should really own this. You're really good at figuring out how to see possibility in people and you should make something out of this. Another really clear example was my interview with Dean Sean Megan Scott, 
who was plodding along as a law professor, perfectly happy, impacting students in really meaningful ways, including my own. But it was when she was in the lunchroom and a colleague approached her and told her that he had put her up for an open position in the administration of law school that Sean thought that this might also be something that she would be good at. And what's funny is before she went for her latest role as the dean of Cal Western Law School, I reconnected with Sean. This was in August 2019. And I said to her, what are you going to do after your law professor? Because in my mind, she could have been the CEO of a company. She could have been on the board of a company. She had she has so many attributes. And while she's an amazing law professor, she really has a way of thinking and building that is so unique. So I'm really thrilled that she ended up as the dean of a law school, which is just the right fit for her. As I mentioned, Olga Mack was a little hesitant to mention her superpower. And so she said that you should ask her network. And that that's the place to find out what your superpower is to help articulate what you can bring to a board. And that was for the original idea behind naming a superpower. Marie Roker-Jones said that it was when people were surprised at how resourceful she is and how much she shares resources with people that she realized that other people sometimes keep this to themselves. And that's not her approach. Mike Hausman, on the other hand, said it was more about iteration. It was more about the practice of his skill and the honing of it and realizing that he was capable of making himself clear on technical topics to business leaders and seeing it in their faces and then realizing that that was really where he needed to be at the intersection between technology and business. So now we're going to talk about what this process has meant for me. I came up with the idea in May 2020 in the height of the pandemic in New York City. And the original idea was that I wanted to take my kids to go see the really interesting businesses that my clients are growing. And that in the pandemic, it's not so easy to do that. Originally, the podcast started as a children's podcast, but I quickly moved away from that idea. But it still has, but it still has a thread of thinking about the past and that the fourth question focuses on time traveling and visiting your younger self and giving advice. And also the question about how did you discover your superpower inherently looks at what is the process that we follow to uncover what we're really good at and what we love doing? Now, for me, for the last 15 years, I've been pretty much singularly focused on learning to practice law and practicing law. And that was a really important step. That was where I was four years ago when I left a big firm and joined my boutique firm. But I think that in the pandemic, I came to realize that I didn't want to create a podcast about law because really my interests are so far ranging. And so in a way, getting to do this podcast enabled me to learn about other people's business and hear what it was like to be them for a few minutes. 
It was so generous of my guests to sit down with me and share their stories, some of which were incredibly vulnerable about regrets, about missteps and pivots. And in the last month, I've turned my attention to doing more writing because while the podcast medium has been tremendously rewarding, I find that I'm looking for more of an immediate response. And so the the growth that I've seen in the course of doing this podcast has now become compounded in my writing. The podcast started as a way for me to be heard, for me to share my insights and my curiosities with you, my listener. And now I've been doing a lot of writing where I am quickly taking the curiosities that I've explored here and looking at how they apply on a day-to-day basis through an active writing practice. And it's in the course of doing that that I've gotten other ideas for ways to satisfy my creative outlet and my inclination to building business and ideas. So I always like to say that I'm more than a lawyer. So I spend my days practicing law, but I spend my nights and weekends thinking about ways to get my voice heard. And one of the first essays I wrote was on the TED Talk that I want to give, which is percolating and swirling around in my head So this is one step on the way. So I'm going to take this chance to thank you for coming along for season one of More Than a Fallback. I'm going to take a little break right now to explore some of the other creative avenues. In the meantime, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jess S. Rosen or on LinkedIn or morethanafallback.com. I hope that this first season has been as impactful to you as it has to me. And I'll finish with a word that was planted in my head by one of my guests, Jean Hardy. She talked about the influence of being an artist on her business working with companies to support their back office function. And she focuses her work on the term impact. Impact is really what we all really want, right? We all want what we do to have reverberations for others. And so in making this podcast, that's been my goal, to impact you, the listener, my guests, and also myself in terms of finding what is meaningful work that takes advantage of our best strengths. And I'm looking for more ways to continue to be impactful. So I hope you'll come along for the ride, stay in touch, and until the next season, go use your superpower. Thanks for listening to More Than a Fallback. Let's stay in touch. You can find me at morethanafallback.com. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and review our podcast wherever you listen. Now, go use your superpower.